With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On Giddy Up, Facing the Breeze, with Anthony Butt and Jack Trainer. And thanks to Garrett's horse and hound. It's time to catch up with Anthony Butt as we face the breeze, and there's plenty to discuss as well. Ant, hello to you. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. The Melbourne Cup, we're here at Flemington today, which means the Melbourne Cup, of course, is in a week's time. That means the New Zealand Trotting Cup, New Zealand's biggest race in the trots, is in a couple of weeks' time as well. We had that wonderful meeting at Kaikoura there yesterday, and looking at the New Zealand Cup market, Akuta. $2, Swayze into three fifty after another impressive performance there at Menangle. Republican Party, $8, Old Town Road, 9 still think Spirit of St. Louis represents some value at $21. But is it a Cooter's race to lose on that second Tuesday in November at Addington, mate? Yeah, he looks head and shoulders above the Kiwis at the moment, Gareth. He's been ultra impressive all season. And, you know, he's just uh, dominating the races, you know, the last couple of weeks. So... You know, Mark Burden will have him, you know, 110%. And, you know, he's, he's just going better than anything else over there. So, you know, he's clearly the best of the Kiwis. And as you said, Spirit of St. Louis was disappointing the other day. He'll have to, you know, get back to his best. And that Swayze is probably the one to beat. He's uh, he's just flying, isn't he? Yeah, he's flying. And Jason Grimson's been bullish about his chances for a long time. And he's not scared of anyone, really, Jay Grimson. So... Um, it's been a while since the Aussies have tasted success in the New Zealand Trotting Cup, and thank God he's going over there, along with Jack Callaghan in a way, because it adds a lot of interest and much-needed interest in your great race in New Zealand. Yeah, it's always great when the Aussies go over and, you know, just creates, you know, the unknown factor. And, um, you know, instead of the same horses racing week in and week out, you know, we get a bit of, bit of X factor come in. So, yeah. no, it's always a great uh, carnival when the Aussies go and, and vice versa, you know, same when the Kiwis come over here for our big races. So, no, it'd be really exciting. I was talking to Adam Hamilton in the cafe there yesterday, and I asked him about Catch a Wave, and Catch a Wave was defeated as what, a dollar thirty favourite, and it's hard to believe after watching him in a Victoria Cup that he couldn't get past a Curly James and a like captain. He finished third in the end, but they did rate one fifty four over the twenty two hundred metres, and he had to come from that outside second row draw, basically, and work in his races. But that Victoria Cup race, it's it's been a funny old form race in a way. Spirit of St. Louis, I thought, was unlucky and didn't fire there at Menangle on Sunday. Catch a Wave was the biggest run that I've ever seen, and he was defeated as a short price favourite. Rock and Roll do, I know, under the circumstances of that race, it was basically impossible, but he never finished in the top three in a Geelong Cup. It's been a... It's been an interesting form race, the Victoria Cup, despite it being so entertaining there, Ants. Yeah, yeah, it's funny to work out, Gareth. As I said, Catch Away was just enormous in the, the Victoria Cup, and you'd think uh, back to a free, you know, free-for-all at Melton, he'd just dominate. But uh, we've seen that happen before with him. You know, he can get beat at times when you think he's past the post. So, you know, it's hard to keep them up, you know, 110% all year round. So Andy's a master at always picking him for the big ones. So... So I'm sure he'll bounce back.
is he a horse in a in a way that's better in a in a deeper field with with quality like a Victoria Cup than he is just being the the, the hunted all of the time and and drawing bad in these these lesser races. Yeah, I think so. Like he's as you said, when he's in these races, he's got a target on his back, and you know the drivers drive to beat him because he's obviously yeah. the one to beat. And uh, when you chuck him in a say a Victoria Cup or a Hunter Cup a race like that, he's just one of a number, and um, he can sort of just mind his own business and get out there and do his own thing, sort of thing. So yeah, you see a lot of horses like that. They can uh, always perform on the big stage and then chuck him back in a lesser race, and they um, yeah. they get beat. So yeah, it's it's funny to work out sometimes. Ladies in Red was also very good. She sat in the breeze against basically all of her stable mates and defeated Treachery and Rakira Rebel. And I had the margin only says a neck, but she never really looked like getting beat. Ladies in Red. Um, geez, Celeska Matuka was a big price winner there. I could, he would knock down the other day on Hunter Cup Day. I'm just kicking myself. I didn't realise that. $13, he was SP. So um, there you go. I'm just, sorry, I'm just thinking out loud here. It wasn't really on our on our agenda to have a chat about. But we'll talk about South Australia. We said this last week, hats off to everybody involved with Harness Racing in South Australia to to try something new, to have some passionate people working to trying um, to get this sport to be the sport that we know it can. And they've had some difficult times in South Australia, Ants, but I think that they're on a winner now. They've got a great CEO. Um, they've got some passionate participants and I thought their carnival was exceptional. I thought they, they did a great job. And where's the gold? Had the barrier draw and just got over Tango Tara in a great pacing cup. Yeah, it was a really good night, Gareth. They had a pretty good crowd there. And um, as you said, it was just probably a bit unfortunate, unfortunate for the cup that the two favourites drew one and two. And, you know, they dominated yeah. the race. And, you know, they didn't go very quick in the middle stages and made it hard for anything back in the field. But uh, where's the gold was a deserving winner. And, you know, the other supporting races were really good too. The trot was a great race and, um, you know, the, the front markers run along and made it virtually impossible for the back markers. So that's what we like to see, you know, is good, exciting racing. And Blue Coman was too strong in the Trotters' Cup for the Cormac family who've been great supporters of harness racing in South Australia for a long time. So that was a that was a terrific race as well. Yeah, well, uh, I run second, Gareth, on one that we didn't, give any show to and uh so no it just shows that if you uh i thought you were home throw your head in the ring and have a go you can sometimes yeah. um you know win these nice races and now Vinny won the derby where's the gold and part owner there timmy o'connor will be taking over from toby mckinnon today for trot's life so he'll be up and about um and then in sydney there's some nice two-year-olds that went around there on a sunday um ricky elchin's found one hasn't he ants this horse he went 149 with the plug still in, um, and the horse, of course, is Luxa Turner, a filly by Captain Treacherous. Unbelievable. Yeah, she looks an absolute superstar. You know, she's looked good all the way through, and then just to dominate a race like that, and that time, you know, and, and to win it pretty easy. So, um, great for Ricky Elchin. He's one of the good guys of the game, and works really hard, and he's really, um, you know, probably in the last four or five years, with a horse like Tough Monarch and that kind of thing, he's He's really shown that he can uh, mix it with anyone. And then, of course, Nathan Street. You go, this is a good push. He took out the Group 1 two-year-old Colts and Geldings Breeders' Challenge final for the Tabiers. And I thought the most impressive winner outside of Alchin's filly was 
I keep smiling. I thought it'd be nearly impossible to sit outside of a horse like Major Delight, but she she went a twenty six two fourth quarter and was jogging from yeah, the breeze. Yeah, that's right. You know, Luke Luke just drove a great race on that race and um, summed everything up perfectly. What she does, you know, time and time again. So, so no, you know, we didn't expect the other filly to get beat, but um, now it's a good performance to sit outside her and beat her. Yeah. Four- and five-year-old championship this week. So we've got a couple of country cups in Victoria. Looking forward to it. Ants, as always, you're a superstar. Any winners for us before we say goodbye? Um, I tipped Carlisle Cruiser a couple of weeks ago, and he um, he got a bit keen in front. So I'd back up again at Maryborough on Thursday. All right, mate. Let's hope he doesn't have too many cruises so you can just relax a little bit. Thanks for that, mate. Good. Thanks, Gareth. There's Ants, but thanks to Gareth's horse and hound. And that is facing the breeze.